Welcome to Music Biz and Law Insights, a podcast hosted by Justin M. Jacobson, an attorney at the Jacobson Firm. Hello, as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice, as everything is for educational purposes only. This episode will briefly look at some issues related to the beats for sale trend in the music industry. The ease of worldwide communication through social media and the internet has provided musicians with many new opportunities to earn money on their original works. In particular, many musicians and producers are now advertising their beats for sale. While this may seem like a straightforward transaction, where one party pays a fee to purchase a beat or instrumental from another, it really isn't and has many considerations. First, it's important to identify whether the beat is being sold or just leased. Also, a focus is whether the rights to the beat are exclusive or non-exclusive. When leasing a beat, the purchaser usually only has rights to the beat for a specific period of time. A beat lease is usually non-exclusive, so the seller is able to resell the same beat to others. Also, if the purchaser wants to continue using the lease beat after the lease period ends, they will have to enter into another contract with the creator and usually pay another fee. This is in contrast to where a beat sale occurs where a creator actually assigns all of their rights in the work to the purchaser and it's usually an exclusive arrangement. When purchasing or leasing a beat, it's important that the work does not contain any unauthorized samples. If the work does contain samples, then proper sample clearance must be obtained. So the seller must provide written sample clearance as a license or other written authorization to permit the use of the sample in the new work. If the seller cannot provide this authorization, it might be advisable for the purchaser to avoid this instrumental as it could set them up for potential liability later. A beat purchase agreement might also require the seller to fully indemnify and hold the purchaser harmless for any damages. This means that the seller will cover any liability that the purchaser receives due to using the purchased beat. So if they get sued for any unauthorized use, the seller has to cover the damages and the costs associated with defending the action. The beat purchase agreement might also have the seller warrant that they own all the rights for the work they are selling and that the beat has no unauthorized material in it. So these deals can be just for an upfront flat fee for all the rights. They can be a fee plus a royalty on each sold or even a fee plus a publishing interest in the actual song that uses the beat. Generally, the cost to lease a beat is usually less than the cost to purchase the beat. The fee can range from as little as $5 to $10 to hundreds or thousands of dollars, depending on a variety of factors. Some of these might include the reputation of the producer, whether they're famous or unknown, how many copies of the work you're trying to sell, what mediums the work will be sold in, whether CDs, downloads, or streaming only, as well as what territories the works will be sold in, whether it's just the U.S., Europe, or worldwide, as well as whether the beat is only allowed to be used for one specific purpose, such as just for promo use on a mixtape or just to be used on streaming on SoundCloud. If a royalty is provided to the beat creator, this royalty rate should be agreed to in the writing, and this is usually a percentage of the sales. Also, the parties should agree on whether the seller is entitled to a traditional music publishing interest in the finished track or not. Also, the contract between the parties should list who has the right to issue licenses to third parties for the track, such as any sync licenses for the songs used. 
Finally, it's important to determine if the buyer can use the seller's name or other right of publicity features and how the beat creator should be credited on the release, if all. So the right of publicity lets the purchaser use the producer's name and likeness, which may be very important if the instrumental was created by a well-known producer and you want to use the buzz associated with his name. As always, the best advice is to hire a professional who's experienced and can advise you best. Thanks for tuning in. Follow me on Twitter, JustinJESQ. Check JacobsonFirm.com for more articles. This is attorney advertising. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. As always, everything is for educational purposes only. (laughs) 